Hi guys, welcome to Let's Talk with me, your host Saruka. I hope you guys are doing well. And yes, I know it's been a while. Everything happened so quickly. I moved back to Berkeley, started school, had midterms, caught up with old friends. And yes, I totally apologize for going MIA. But trust me, I needed that break to fully come back, kind of set up my apartment, get decor and all those little things. You guys know the deal. But I'm glad I kind of took that little break for myself to actually get in touch with this lifestyle style that I had left behind two years ago because COVID. But you guys already know how I feel about taking periodic breaks. You already know it makes me feel way more energized when I come back. So thank you guys for understanding. And also I wanted to tell you guys that this time away kind of gave me the chance to connect with different people. And I'm so excited because we have so many new and exciting guests lined up and I can't wait to have them share their stories with you. So here's to us connecting, learning and growing with every single episode together. Now, with that being said, our guest for today is the very talented Kennedy Mihan, who is the CEO of the Azure Agency, a full-service public relations and digital marketing agency that specializes in securing third-party credible content and media relations. Once recognizing the gap in the market for agencies servicing small businesses, Kennedy decided to launch the Azure Agency in an effort to help small businesses grow through the power of digital marketing. She has taken experience working with luxury brands such as Mark. Jacobs Beauty and Pat McGrath Labs and has found ways in which businesses can actually capitalize on a smaller budget to expand their brand awareness. So if you guys want to get a deeper look into her business, how she started and what goes on behind the scenes, then keep listening because I have so many questions to ask her. So without further ado, hi Kennedy, thank you so much for being with us here today. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm super excited. Of course. To, so, Kennedy, you started today. your business a little after COVID, right? Yes. So, I started, COVID hit March 2020. I graduated May of 2020, and I officially launched in Because that's January so interesting, because most people I've spoken to recently right now after COVID, they got these great, innovative ideas during that time. And I'm always so curious to, like, learn more about what led them to, like, have that idea you know so tell us about your life pre-covid during covid when you had these great ideas pop up and now post-covid like how has your life been ever since so uh pre-covid or right before covid i guess um i was a senior at unc chapel hill um applying to jobs or just starting to apply to jobs i was actually like on spring break when we got the email so we just like went on spring break and never came back. Um, <laughs> and then I graduated. There were absolutely no jobs because of COVID and the PR industry in specific was um, really felt the brunt of COVID because of the lack of events and the lack of ability to connect with others. But I think that people started catching on that when everybody is locked in their houses, everybody's on their phones, which means that this is the perfect opportunity for you to start monetizing your social media. So I had worked a lot in social media and PR specifically um, through many internships that I'd had. And I started freelancing right out of college, just with like whatever work I could get. Um, and then after a few months of doing that, I kind of just like 
had an epiphany one night and I was like I should just start this like I plan to start a business like maybe when I was like (laughs) yeah like maybe when I was like 30 or something I didn't think I would do it right out of college but um I just kind of took the leap and I was just like why not do it Mm -hmm. I'm basically doing it already I have clients I have everything it's just making everything official growing a team making it legit so I stayed up for like an entire night and got the entire process done. I'm the type of person that once I start something, I can't stop. So I got the website, did the website, got the Instagram, got some posts up, registered my business, got my EIN, did all of it. Um, I mean, prior to that, it took a ton of research and everything because I'm also the type of person that I can't do something unless I fully understand it. So um, there's definitely a lot of research that went into it prior, but yeah, I launched in January and I've been doing this for about 10 months That's now and I've time. learned, I've learned so a lot. That's the thing though, like, so you've always had an interest for digital marketing, right? Yeah. So I studied, um, PR and advertising in college. That was my major, but my minor was studio art. So I did a lot of digital graphics and graphic design and have Mm -hmm. a very aesthetic mind so I knew that I was always going to do something kind of creative I remember thinking as a freshman like it would be so cool if I literally could make graphics for the rest of my life and I was like like the chance of me doing that is almost impossible like how would that even happen and now I'm doing it um so you can definitely like kind of do whatever you want I say we just like follow your passion but as far as the business side of things I didn't know a thing about business when I started like as far as how to start one um so that was definitely that's many of us right now right like honestly trying to figure out what works for us how to start a business like yeah they can tell you go watch youtube videos you know network talk to people but like how do you actually start something because there's a lot of things that go behind the scene like the little tiny things that you need help with and i'm glad we're having this conversation right now because there are many people and like on the same boat right trying to start something okay fine they get an instagram page for it but now what so i'm glad we're talking about this my question for you is just what is one thing that beginners should remember when actually getting started? Like, yes, you can do the research, you can make an Instagram page, promote it, but what's like the key details they should remember when starting a business? I think you just need to remember to always be consistent. Um, Once you start something, don't stop it. You can't just expect your business to take off if you're not putting 100% in. Um, of course, there are different circumstances where you can definitely like start your own business and still have a nine to five or, you know, a corporate job. But I think that if you really want your business to succeed, you need to commit 100% to it. And if you do that, then you know that you're always going to be moving forward every day and you can't look back with regrets. There's not really, I can't give you like a specific tip because there's a lot of differences between starting like an e-commerce brand or business and then starting like a service business. So um, I would just say, other than doing your research, just keep your confidence up, silence your imposter syndrome. (laughs) And just remember that like 
as long as you put 100% yeah. in every day. I have a lot of questions to ask you about your personal brand and the Azure agency. But before that, I want to talk to you more about networking. Now, networking is this one word I've literally heard everywhere. And it's so important because especially like the initial stages of starting a business, you need to network the right way. So how has your experience been with networking and what kind of gave you that head start during this journey? So my first real experience with networking professionally, I would say, with like huge brands and people who I was intimidated by and it wasn't just more of a casual conversation was during my internship um, at Bold PR in New York City and I worked there for three months full time and I met so many amazing people and people who are super high up in the industry you know that's where I was working with these luxury brands and I kind of gained a lot of confidence during that time because I had networked so much so as far as getting started with networking you just have to do it and the more you do it the better you're gonna get even if it starts with a simple Mm -hmm. LinkedIn message to somebody who you admire or somebody who's in the industry already then that's a step in the right direction. It doesn't always have to be face-to-face, but as far as my personal experiences, I had one specific instance at an event during that internship where a colleague of my boss pointed me out because we had had a conversation and was like, oh, who is that? Like She didn't know I worked for the, for the agency. And um, she was just really impressed by me. And I remember not trying to recognize you. I was like, yeah. oh, wow, people. So like, <laughs> and I'm the work I'm putting in is being recognized. So, and now as far as since I've started my business and networking, you know, I've been to a couple events. I went to Miami Swim Week and, you know, went to a bunch of events there and networked and met some amazing people. Um, but I would say that the people, you know, right now in the college age, early twenties, and the people I've known the longest are still those that I remain close to and have stayed in contact with. It's not so much the people I'm meeting now. Mm. So I would just say to like, remain close, even your professors in college, like I, my professor and I still remain in contact to an extent and like she's helped me with job opportunities prior to this and she gave me internships and all sorts of stuff so just like use your connections it doesn't always have to be like I feel like there's this this fear when you say network because people are like oh well like what if I don't know anybody Mm. you know and the thing is, is you can you can use anybody you know. Anybody you know knows somebody else, right. and that person knows somebody else. So just use your network. Use people on LinkedIn. Find people on Instagram. Find people in your space and in your niche that you admire, and just reach out. And because all it the takes worst that they're is gonna just sending a message. Answer. But that's the thing. There's so many people don't want to take that first step of actually sending an email or sending a text because they're like, nah, it's too much. Honestly, in this past week. I've also been trying to network a lot, right? I made it an effort to actually talk to people in my major and like actually meet them for coffee chats. And honestly, I've met two people and I've already gained so much information from them just because they're seniors. They know what they're doing. They've been there. They've been in your position. You're not alone. So reach out to them. 
they're gonna help for sure it's just that people are just scared to take that first step and they're like why should i reach out now i can do this myself but actually reaching out can help in so many different ways for sure yeah i actually sent an email today to the owner of the agency that i worked with in at new york city um just thanking her once again for inspiring me and just asking her to hop on a call and you know she's a family friend of ours so i you know already had that prior connection but once again that just goes to show that the people that I've established relationships with early on, I still remain in and contact with. Just keep with those contacts, honestly, because you never know when you need them. You never know when you actually need their recommendations. Totally. Actually, one more thing. I was reading your interview with Shout Out Miami, I think, and you talked about authenticity in business. And I'm sure our listeners would love to know more about kind of creating a brand identity mm-hmm. and everything that goes into it. Like, of course, you have a brand, but then actually establishing that brand is a hard part too. So tell me more about that. Right. So I feel like there's a lot of brands that start and they don't really understand the importance of your branding. There are so many people, especially now with social media being so prevalent and the aesthetics Mm -hmm. always being so prevalent in everybody's life. If something doesn't look pretty, if I don't want that on my counter, I'm not going to buy it. If I don't, if if this isn't making my space more beautiful, I'm not as likely to buy it. So it's important to establish a brand identity so that when people are scrolling on Instagram and they're seeing hundreds of pictures a day, when they scroll past that picture and they see the same branding, the same colors, yeah. the same fonts, the same aesthetic, the same types of content within certain pillars, you know, they recognize a pattern. They're going to associate, they're going to know that too. And then to further that, the larger you get, the the more prevalent your brand identity is on across social platforms, you know, in stores, if you're online, on Amazon, whatever it is, the more prevalent your brand identity is. If I see something and it's those same colors or it's the same font or it reminds me, but it has nothing to do with that brand, I'm already thinking of that brand once again. So it's all about creating identity that is recognizable, that stands out, that is unique and sticking to it because a lot of brands will create a brand identity, but there's social media, which is arguably one of the most important aspects of marketing a business in this day and age, Mm. doesn't align with their brand identity, doesn't align with their values. It doesn't align with their aesthetic. They're posting content that doesn't have a purpose. Um, so it's really important for brands to establish this early on before starting, thinking about the archetypes that they want to elicit when these consumers see their branding. What feelings do we want your consumer to have? Thinking about that, thinking about what your target audience is going to, why, should they why this is going to appeal to if them. If it has a good message or maybe the aesthetic part of it, and as you said, like, Brands want to see something different. We as consumers want to see something different, right? So how does your product do that? And talking about Azure Agency, 
I would like to know what your brand pillars are and like how you try to create that brand identity to make sure like you're different from the rest, you know? Right. So on our personal or the agency social media, I actually did like kind of a rebrand recently. It started out very like clean and neutral. Um, The blue has, I was just like clean and neutral and it was like a very specific pattern and there was always a specific border around any filler pictures and it was just very simple we shared the, i would say that the pillars have remained consistent across the board we always share either inspirational quotes um something you know if it's a filler photo it's just something aesthetically pleasing um marketing tips influencer marketing tips social media tips we'll always share um any new articles, press. We also represent podcasts, so any new episodes that come out, collaborations, that's kind of stuff we post. Um, And just kind of educating our consumers. I've recently started incorporating more, I would say, trendy content in the sense that incorporating more like tweets and things that you can relate to as a business owner or as a female in college or entering the business field. Um, We also work with some influencers, so maybe some influencer content as far as how to monetize your social media. So it's all very educational or inspirational for the most part, but the recent rebrand was kind of more bright. I incorporate more gradients and tie-dye, and I tried to make it a little more lively just because that's what I'm drawn to right now. I think I've had like a new season of my life or like, I just, <laughs> maybe I just got happier or something. I don't know, but I liked it more. No, I like that though, because that's colorful. personal to you. So you're going to do that. Thousands of people are doing the same exact thing, but how can I make it different? And like, how can I bring something different to the table, right? And that's why like going on social media too, is so hard though. And specifically, just going the Azure agency, what according to you kind of helped you grow your social media? Was it connecting with different followers, posting at a certain time? There's just so much information out there. Right, exactly. So as far as the Azure agency's Instagram, I haven't, if I'm being honest, put a ton of work as far as like Mm. posting at a certain time or like that is like my last priority on my list because that's not necessarily making me money that day there are so many things that come before that I now have a team and somebody manages that so you know they're a little bit more on top of things but even they have things that come before that so I'm like that's like last priority we usually batch everything so it's all scheduled um but as far as growing my client's Instagram, there's definitely strategy as far as posting at a certain time, engaging with people in your niche, keeping up with hashtag strategy and what is prevalent at that time, posting engaging content. And in that case, kind of like you said, you know, not posting exactly what everybody wants to see. You need to incorporate that and keep that in mind because if nobody wants to see it, nobody's going to be following you. But there's a tasteful way in doing that 
where you can incorporate your brand identity, stay true to your brand identity, grow your brand awareness, but still be trendy and giving mm. your consumers. What you they actually want, talked about working with sense. a team. Tell me about that. When did you start growing your team and how has that been? Like, when did you decide to kind of switch it to expanding your team? So my first intern was actually a good friend of mine who was younger. She was still in school. So I was just like, hey, like, I need help. If you want to learn, like, uh, you can put it on your resume, you know, (laughs) and learn some stuff. And she was like, okay. And so she worked for me for a little bit. And then at one point, I had like four or five interns. Um when things were like super busy. I have two right now, but I had one who worked for me. She was actually like my best friend all through high school. She was younger than me as well. Um, And she worked for me for like six months, I would say. And she was like, like, I don't think I would be here if if I didn't have her during that time. Like she was like my right hand helped me like a a clone of me like everything was so easy when she was on um so as far as like growing your team like I've had people along the way that have helped um I've had some freelancers on as far as helping with specific projects but um my goal is to have somebody on full-time by May so that's a goal coming up right now it's just been other interns I usually find them like through LinkedIn or through referrals um or people who contact me so it's definitely nice to have help and but it's also yeah it's also difficult though because you still have like it's still your work everything is reflecting on you so it's Although you're not doing the work, it's still a matter of checking over everything, making sure everything is mm-hmm. up to standards, and then sched making sure they know what they're doing. Um, so it's definitely hard, and it's definitely hard learning how to be a boss and how to and how to be give somebody criticism without coming off a certain way, and mm-hmm. just learning how to manage a team. So. Yeah, and to check up on like responsibilities and things. Do you guys have like week weekly meetings to check in and things like that? Yeah. Yeah, so we have weekly meeting, team meetings, then we have one on ones, and then we use Trello. Um, so they all have like weekly checklists, and for each day of the week. Like, and in terms of actually finding to people do. to work for you, you said LinkedIn helps, right? Because I know people want to go there, brand, expand their team. Yeah. It's just like, okay, wait, how do I find the people? A lot of um, my interns, I do them by semester. So I had like spring semester of 2021, summer, and then I have some right now. Um, so are you still accepting interns? Because like watch that. a few listeners just come and text you like, hey, I'm looking for internships. <laughs> yes, I will be. Yeah. Work's picking up just with holidays and whatnot. So uh, for sure, if you're interested, you can find our email <laughs> and now you talked about expanding your team right but i just want to get a little more insight about like your mindset throughout 
expanding your team because once you're working for yourself you have a schedule for yourself right like you plan everything but tell me about like your mindset throughout the process of expanding your team like how has that been what did you kind of like tell yourself before doing this for for so long I battled with feeling like I had to look over everything and like not trusting people 100% because like I wanted to be doing it, but I can't do it. And so it's a matter of like releasing that. <laughs> I, I, I'm guilty. <laughs> so it's just a matter of letting go of that and like trusting, trusting people and also like knowing that people are going to make mistakes and mm-hmm. that you made mistakes and that you just have to, you know, kind of relinquish that that fear um not be such a control freak but uh the one uh friend I mentioned Caroline who was amazing she was I think the first person who I was just like I was just like I don't even I'm not even looking at what you're doing I trust you 100% um and so I've I think I without her I probably wouldn't have learned that so soon but um yeah I I definitely think it's a process and it's something that a lot of people who start a business mm-hmm. really battle with in the beginning because it's so hard because yeah. it's your baby, you know, and you don't want, you're so worried that like if somebody else messes up that it's going to reflect badly on you. But at the end of the day, it's not going to be smooth sailing. You are going to mess up and you are going to fail and the people who work for you are going to mess up and they're going to fail. And there's no saying that somebody who works for you isn't going to go get up and quit tomorrow. You know, like you always have to be prepared for that. So, you know, things happen and that's life. And that's the struggles of owning a business. You know, if I get sick one day and I can't work, you know, like I, I, recovering from a concussion right now and my two interns right now, like I was like, listen, I need y'all to to pick up some things and they were there to do that. But if I didn't have that or them, like I would have that's what having a team what that I've has done, your back you know? is so important. Someone you can trust. So important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I keep mm-hmm. communication very open. Like I tell people first our first meeting after interview, like once I bring you on board, is that we're going to check in. We're going to talk about how we're feeling. If the workload's too hard, you let me know. I'm super lenient. Like, I'm like, you can work whatever you want. There's obviously certain deadlines that need to be done. But I'm like, if you've a hard day, like one of my interns right now is moving. And I'm like, okay, just let me know what you can't get done and we'll pick it up. So it's definitely a team effort. I don't think I could function mm. if I didn't have help. Like you, you need yeah. help. Everybody needs help that. to grow. And actually, when starting so. your own business, what has it been for you in terms of getting inspiration from other people and other pages? Like, yeah, we talked about getting help, but let's just backtrack to before you started your business. Where did you get most of your inspiration from? Was it like social media, like certain pages you followed, certain accounts you followed, YouTube videos? Where did you get that information? I think you can do a lot of market research in seeing what brands are trending just by utilizing a variety of platforms. So 
look at TikTok for one. I use TikTok as a huge resource as far as market research, seeing what consumers are liking. Mm -hmm. There are so many videos about people reviewing like anything in the world. If there's an if you there's a niche, it's on TikTok. So use TikTok as far as like Instagram pages. I follow I manage so many different accounts. So I see such a variety of content throughout the day because like the people I follow my personal account are not the same people that any of my clients follow and they all follow different people. So Mm -hmm. as I'm engaging and I'm on different accounts, I'm exposed to so much content. And so I think being exposed to that much, I kind of just got a sense of what I liked and recreated it. Like I can't, I can't think of like any specific pages I would say that I looked at and I was like, I like that. But there are certain like educational or like agency pages that I follow that I like. giving you tips and things like that. You know, their content. Mm -hmm. And Pinterest is also a huge resource as far as finding tips. And um, I think Pinterest is like really blowing up right now because it's basically just search honestly that you mentioned tiktok people scroll through tiktok for fun but when you actually get intentional with it there's so much information and so much you can work with mm-hmm. like with the music that you use and like the text that you put on there and like it can be so educational in those 30 seconds huge resource it's like yeah. one of my number one tips is to go on there and just go through as many hashtags no, as for possible sure. like for me my podcast like niche. i want to get ideas i'll just be like motivational self-help tips and the amount of videos i get like just to get you running it's beautiful like tiktok for sure for sure so kennedy i've been getting a lot of dms about bringing guests who can talk more about internships job opportunities and that's why i wanted to leave this part of the episode towards the end because I feel like most of us are at this stage where giving internships and jobs and stuff a thought becomes very important so go ahead and tell us how you landed internships from the start where to search who to connect where to begin so our listeners can gain some knowledge on like the big word internships I my first internship was with a local newspaper in my hometown um and honestly I'm trying to think how I got that one it, it was just me and him I think it had to have been through a connection I think somebody I knew knew that he needed help um so I did that for a summer and then I would say like mo- I don't think oh, I ever whoa. had an internship that I applied for all of my internships were through people I knew. Um, the one in Bold, the one in New York City at Bold PR, um, was a friend. The owner was a friend of my dad's from college, um, and I was like, I called her up and I was like, I'll I'll work for free. Like they should, they didn't even take interns, and I was just like, I'll work for free. Like I just want to learn, and she was like, okay. And I moved out there for the summer and I worked but for experience? nothing. Yeah. And I, it is genuinely the – I'm so thankful for that experience. I, I say it on every podcast I talk about it. Like it is – it was life-changing for sure. Um, and then my last two internships in college were both my senior year. 
um, for like a, a, both of them were like a year long. Um, and I actually continued with that after COVID hit, like we did it remotely. So that one, and I like to bring this up because it shows that you can really network without trying. I was going to the bathroom one day. It was like first couple weeks of, um, the fall semester of my senior year. And I'd been applying to probably 50 internships. Like I was just getting frustrated. And I remembered that one of my professors that I'd had like the year before owned her own agency. And so I ran into her in the hallway as I'm going back to class from the bathroom. Like we just, it's like, The floor is literally like four classrooms. Like it was like a tall, skinny building. Like the odds of me passing her were so slim. See her in the hallway and I'm like, hey, can I talk to you after class if you have a minute? She's like, I'm free right now. Come to my office. And I was just like, oh. And I walked in and I was like, yeah, do you know anybody who um, like needs help or like needs an intern? And she was like, "Um, I'm actually looking for one. Can you you start tomorrow? No way. And then, and then three days later, she was like, I actually, do you know anybody else? And I got my best, I was like, yeah, my best friend. And got her one, which like, mm. once again, somebody you know knows somebody. And then she gave me the second internship. She put me in connection. Um, and that, the first one was with the journal, the media and journalism school at UNC. And the second one was with Google through... UNC um so both incredible opportunities that I got from <laughs> it's crazy like if I hadn't gone to the bathroom that day who knows you know that's me, to wait, so no, many we're in, right? <laughs> but my question is because for some people a deal breaker mm-hmm. is they need paid internships but that doesn't matter though right like in your resumes or whatever like for the future mm-hmm. having a paid internship because that's what many people want and they look for and that's their priority yeah I mean, mm-hmm. I see it as a priority if you need money, for sure. And they're because, and that's because you know mm-hmm. that you can get one paid. Like, you know that there are ample that are paid. So working unpaid is like, you'd rather not, you know? But, I mean, luckily, I'm fortunate enough to have parents who supported me during that summer of me not working, you know? I I took a loan from them, essentially, um, and lived off $5,000 for the summer in New York, and that was it. And then, you know, my boss at the end of that summer was so, so generous and just zelled me $1,000. Thank you. I was like, you did great. And I was like, now I owe my... Now I owe my parents four grand, <laughs> so there you go. Um, but yeah, so I would just say like having having that experience, having people who can support you mm. monetarily is definitely like a plus, but it's not a necessity, I guess, um, for some. But if you need the money, like my two my senior year were paid. But the one the summer before was unpaid. Um, and that's just how it happened. But I had two internships 
a job Mm. and went to school. So, like, I still, like, had a job. Like, you can always still get a job. I wouldn't – I would say, like, if you're freshman, sophomore, maybe junior, take what you can get. If you're offered an unpaid internship at an incredible company with an incredible opportunity or you're even – it's not even an incredible company, but you're going to learn a lot, do it. Because real-world experience overweighs anything – and what I'm thinking too class, is like, especially for the honestly. listeners right now, and if they go to university, I think the most easiest resource, and I think the best resource is professors, right? Or GSI's professors, reach out to them, ask them what helps them in their years, opportunities, mm-hmm. things like that. But reaching out, actually emailing them and taking that extra effort to talk to them for sure can help when you're like this setting in, in university. Yeah, I agree. And just even... Just networking, like you said, you know, people talking to people in your major and getting coffee with them, just maintaining those relationships with people because, you know, who knows? Somebody you know from class who you worked with in a group project who saw you did really, really well on that project already has a really great internship. She hears of another internship and she sends you the link and now you have another one to apply for or she has a connection and you know, literally connect the dots. Somebody she knows can hook you up. It's just about casting your net as big as possible, but making sure that you maintain those relationships while doing that. You can't just like reach out to someone and then not talk to them. Yeah. Ever. And then, and then them. like, yeah. bye. Thanks for the conversation. <laughs> so Kennedy, to wrap it up, I want to ask you a few fun questions. It's just my way of saying thank you. Are you ready? Okay, what's awesome. your go-to yeah, vacation spot? Who's like your Miami biggest fashion with, like, influence? My group of girls. Think, think, think. That's hard. I don't know. I can't even think of anybody specific. I feel like I have a very <laughs> specific style as well, though. Like I'm not one thing. Like I wear a lot. Like I wear Jordans and then I wear heels. So it's. I'm like a, I'm a very mix of both. You, it's too extreme. I'm either in sweatpants yeah. or like a crop top or yeah. So there's no between. So I can't really think of somebody who like would even have Okay. What's style, your most accurate really. personality trait? Tea or coffee? Honest. And what's one thing you're looking forward to coffee. this month? Yes, sir. Well, this was it for this oh. episode. Thank you so much for talking to us today. <laughs> I hope your words resonate with our listeners just as much as they did with me. You gave us such good information. And thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. So if you me. want to go ahead Seriously. and drop in your social media and where people can find you. Um, my Instagram is Kennedy Meehan, M-E-E-H-A-N. And then the Azure Agency is at the Azure Agency, A-Z-U-R-E. This is it, guys. Make sure to follow the Let's Talk Pod on Instagram for regular updates. Everything will be in the show notes. As always, remember to open up, share, and connect. I will talk to you guys in my next episode. See ya. Bye.